All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans sponsored by Lion Bolt Media. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and feature titan for today, all the way from beautiful Orlando, Florida, Ken Posick. Ken, it's an honor. I cannot wait to dive into this for you. Oh, dude, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, it's super great. And, and again, I, I, I told you before we went live here, but I was nerding out on one of your YouTube videos where you did uh, a tour of your home office. And anybody yeah. out there who's watching this right now, they can see a little bit of it. But if you haven't seen that YouTube video that Ken put out, please check it out. I'll have links in the comments below, but it's a killer, killer office. And you can see a little, little taste of it. But um, Ken, yeah, thanks so much, man. I just can't wait to uh, you know, dive into this series of questions. Let everybody out there know you deeper as a man, as a professional. So if you're ready, let's just jump in. Yeah, let's do it, man. Awesome. So first question coming down to it is telling everybody just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I, um, I grew up in Detroit, Michigan, and uh, I got into real estate at a very young age. Um, my, my parents uh, used to you know, have the no money down sort of DVDs and that sort of thing. And I just, I fell in love with the idea of just like acquisition, you know, real estate in general at a very young age. And so at 18, I flipped my first house and I uh, was an appraiser, an investor and that sort of thing in Detroit. And then the market just completely collapsed, uh, as you may have heard. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, it was hard to, to, you know, sell, you know, flip houses for a living. So I actually got into real estate, like sales throughout the, the market sort of crashing. And, uh, it was great. Now, uh, to be honest, it was fantastic. It was a really good learning experience, you know, listing REOs, listing short sales, just like kind of getting by like anybody. And then, uh, in 2016, we built up the team in Detroit. We we're doing about 40 million in volume. And, uh, my wife and I looked at each other, like, why are we still in Detroit? Uh, we can be doing this anywhere. And so uh, we decided uh, let's relocate to Florida. And so, yeah, we, we relocated here uh, late 2016. And uh, last year, um, you know, basically built the team right back up and kind of back up to where we were doing uh, before. So we finished last year just shy of 50 million in volume and sold about 153 houses. Wow. Unreal, Ken. And, and talking about really the story and, and, you know, your progression to your career to today, making that move from Detroit to, you know, Orlando very specifically, mm -hmm. what was that like in your thought process initially doing that? And, and, you know, to anybody out there who's, who's maybe contemplating, Hey, we have a really great thing here, but maybe we want to move somewhere. I mean, that that's a very unique situation. Not everybody does that. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I remember going to all these different real estate conferences and they would always say, they would ask the people on stage, if you're going to be dropped off, you know, with just a laptop anywhere in the country and you had to start over again, what would you do? Mm -hmm. And that was always a really intriguing thing to me. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, what, what, what is working? Where do I think I can replicate this uh, anywhere else in the country? And so um, I had the opportunity to do that, you know? And so um, for us, the thought process was just like, at the like if we get to be 65 70 years old and we look back and we didn't at least try would we would we die with regret and uh, and the answer was yes and so um, my wife and I said let's let's take the plunge and see what happens and thankfully it worked out really well for us I love that and, and again it's just the right processes the right systems and the work ethic and drive continual nature will get it done and, and you know you're a perfect example of that can I mean putting your mind to something and, and having a plan and then executing that here it is right in front of everybody, whether you're watching or listening, here's Ken. So Ken, I want to, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the thought process of 
who you are and really what drives you. And this is the why question. Uh, I know that's thrown around quite a bit, but at the end of the day, I think it dives a little bit deeper into the person. So what gets you excited every day out of bed doing what you do to the level you do it at? What's your why or whys? I think it, you know, it started off um, from a perspective. I mean, I, I grew up in a, in a, you know, lower middle-class house, if you will. And my goal was always, you know, give my kids a better life than I had growing up. So making mm-hmm. sure that they could go to college, making sure that food wasn't ever an issue, that, you know, money was never an issue. Wow. And then um, we hit that pretty early. Like we, my wife and I were, were very, um, you know, blessed to be able to kind of come out of where we, where we grew up from into a, I would consider sort of an upper middle, upper class, uh, if you will. Yes, yeah, and sure. so, uh, yeah. And so, um, but then once I got there at a you know, younger age, I had to change. And so I kind of became addicted with the idea of just being better and doing better and, and trying to be more than maybe I was uh, every day. Right. Just like mm-hmm. what, what, you know, if the sky's really the limit, then why not, you know, try to do that. And so for me, it's wow. how can I get a little bit more, you know, a little bit better, help a few more people and just consider, you know, get a little bit better every day. So that's kind of my, my why at this point. Yeah. And, and I love the progression too, is, is really talking about your family and supporting and really going from a, from a healthy, strong place, but then going above and beyond yourself with your clients and really making that impact and laying that legacy. I mean, it's great, Ken. I mean, all, everything that you're saying is, is really giving everybody an idea. If you don't know Ken already as, as to what really drives and motivates them. So this is really, really good. I want to go into the actual crowd pleaser. One of the questions that everybody really dives in and tunes into uh, they want to learn from the Titans. So this question comes down to, Ken, if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, really elevated it. Uh, what's that look like for you? What takeaways or advice would you give out to somebody who's newer seasoned that way? Yeah, I think um, going from the, the one-to-one um, business model where, you know, when I first got in the business, I signed up with Mike Ferry right away. Okay. At the time, Mike Ferry was very like call expired it's for sale by owners, kind of neglect your database, who, you know, like if it comes, that's great, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Just go cold call, cold call. And then there was no customer service with that. And, and that I looked around and that was the, the at the time, 08, 09, that was kind of the landscape of, of real estate in general. And then I had this, this kind of aha in 2012 that like, you know what, like, taking care of the people that you that know, like, and trust you is actually what you should be doing. Um, mm-hmm. Building a really big list uh, and, and basically going after those people was to me a game changer in terms mm-hmm. of just like having a big database. And so that's what we do here. So I, I have a big agent referral database that I try to take really good care of and give a ton of value to. And I've got a big database of people that live here locally uh, that we try to give value to. And so that mindset mindset shift of like growing a big list, taking really great care of people. And through that, you're going to get real estate transactions instead of just being transactional, um, made my business easier, more sustainable and a lot more fun. Okay. And, and I think that that's wise words and really walking the talk and understanding the differences between the two. And I think that there's so many professionals who are watching or listening to this right now that they can resonate with taking care of the people who know, like, and trust us and really engaging with them on a deeper level. Um, and really following that on long-term consistencies. Uh, there, there's so many professionals out there as well that are they're all about cold calling and door knocking and, and complete cold sphere and, and going the opposite direction. But for me, I really like the tone of what you're saying. Uh, personally, I think that that's a phenomenal way to go about it because those deep relationships are, are really what's going to continually fuel that fire. It's not to say to reach out from what you're currently doing, but really focus on the basics and what matters and then expand upon it. So, so- is there any level of advice that you would give um, to anybody that's out there? 
if they're really trying to connect deeper or follow up in a certain specific way um, or, or really just engage with that warm audience, is there any takeaways in your thought process that really are, are more effective or just something that you really enjoy? Yeah. So for us, I mean, from a perspective of growing a database and like, you know, there's a few pieces of that, right? You, you got to grow it. So if you do that from cold calling, that's okay, right? Mm. If you don't know anybody, like I moved here, I knew nobody. I knew Mickey Mouse, right? That was it. And so- uh, <laughs> Very you know, important doing, though. Very important. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of makes this world go around over here. So, um, but like, you know, if you don't know anybody, you're doing open houses, you're, you're building that list, right? But then for that, how do you provide value, right? If you mm. meet somebody and they're not looking to, to buy a house for the next five years, how can I consistently stay relevant in their life? to where that if they do hear somebody that's looking to buy or sell or when it's time for them to finally do it, that they think of me. Mm. And so from us, it's just um, like on our, we have a whole marketing plan for the entire year. We're doing client parties. We're doing every week. We're putting out a video that's mm. more, not just like, here's the real estate market. Cause mm. I believe that eventually people get kind of toned up on interest rates are amazing. You need, mm -hmm. now's the time to buy now's the time to sell or, Hey, do you want to know what your house is worth? Like eventually they just don't care. Right. And so um, if I could, but if I could say, hey, there's a new coffee shop that opened up, Jan and, you know, James and, and Mary, they open up this coffee shop and we want to support them as a community. I'm going to do a review video of them. And listen, if you mention this video, you're going to get a discount and, you know, kind of be that community connector. Well, now mm -hmm. James and Mary think I'm fantastic. My audience thinks I'm, you know, actually providing value. And oh, by the way, he's that real estate agent that crushes it. And so mm -hmm. uh, I think that's really the paradigm shift for, for me is like build that list, provide value, whatever that is in your world. And, uh, and you're going to succeed. That's it. Hmm. I, I really love that mentality and thought process is really thinking outside the box because I do agree with you and so many people who are tuning into this, that the industry can be somewhat vanilla and there's a lot of monkey see monkey do as far as copycatting mm -hmm. what has been yeah. done over all the years, but to be different, to stand out in a positive way, um, is, is truly what the consumers need. And, and that same information that's regurgitated over and over, it gets stale. So really thinking outside the box as you're doing and your team, I think that that's, you know, great things to do. So again, everybody will have links in the comments down below so that you can kind of follow along and, and really, you know, uh, follow Ken on Instagram and check out his YouTube channel, things along those lines. So you can see a little window into what this man is doing and the team and all those things for our different ideas. But obviously everybody's got to make it their own. Uh, everybody has a different personality and a different flavor. So I think that that's the most important thing is take great ideas, but make them your own. Um, yeah, that's a big, I mean, I mean, people look at authenticity, right? And like, mm -hmm. I think that that authenticity sells way more than the perfect script or the perfect whatever, right? If you are just yourself, people are going to be drawn to that. And hey, there's going to be people that aren't. And that's okay, right? You can't be all things to all people. And so in, in my, my experience, I found that like, like I'm in Orlando, very popular destination market. Mm. There's other people that do YouTube and that's okay. Like people do very similar model tours or very similar park reviews or whatever it is. But some people are going to be, you know, attracted to the, the single mom who's doing real estate. Some people are going to be attracted to me. Some other people are going to be attracted to that veteran that's been in the business for 45 years. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and that's all okay. And so I think that whoever, you know, if you're watching this and you're thinking about trying to figure out how do I create some content or how do I go after a database, just like be you mm. lean into who you are. Yeah. And that's going to actually sell better than trying to be somebody else. Well said. I mean, that one section right there, Ken, is priceless. I mean, if, if anybody's <laughs> out there, you can fast forward, rewind that and, and play that over and over. That's such great advice. I mean, it really, truly is um, all the way through and through. So I do want to shift gears when it comes down to this, Ken. And this is the tricky part of the interview and the series. It ends up being the challenge question. 
I lead into it with every single Titan the same way as we all have challenges in our lives. No one's exempt, whether it's, you know, dealing with it in the past, we're dealing with it now. Like so many of us are currently with obviously what everything we're going through now, but then some of us haven't experienced that challenge yet. Uh, but will. So at the end of the day, it's not so much what happens, but how we respond, what we learn from. Uh, and it's not downplaying pain or sorrow. Uh, but if you could share a personal or professional challenge you dealt with, you came stronger because of it. What's that look like for you, Ken? Yeah, it would probably be early on in my career. I mean, I, um, so right as I was, I was an appraiser, flipping houses, I was getting into real estate and I had a, like, I had a business partnership that went very quickly south. Uh, we were flipping houses together. And at the time we were caught with, you know, do we short sell these houses? Cause now they're worth less than what we just bought them for. Um, it was a really very struggle time for us. So my wife and I, we went from doing very, very well to the market sort of just, you know, was pulled at the rug was pulled out from underneath us. Yeah. And so we went, ended up, you know, selling our house, selling our cars, or, you know, eating out of the church's food pantry uh, at one time. And that was a very, very low point in our, in our lives. And then, but then we realized that like hard work, diligence, you know, staying consistent, all of these things play out regardless of what market you're in. And because mm -hmm. of that, it's really made us who we are. And so, um, wow. yeah, that, that would probably be the, the, the low point, if you will, and mm -hmm. sort of the bounce back um, that we've, we've experienced. Yeah. I mean, just for sharing that, Ken, I, I appreciate it. Uh, it truly does matter because there's so many professionals that there's different waves of the market and, you know, financially people can be struck pretty hard if they're not necessarily prepared or understand what can happen. And, um, you know, they just come out of the blue. And, and at the end of the day, it's that persistence and that consistency, the positive mindset. I mean, you could have literally given up and said, okay, this is it, here's a sign, we need to be doing something else, but you really evaluated what was happening and you made mm -hmm. different adjustments and then continue to grow and look where you are now. Look what you've accomplished and continue to. And uh, yeah. so to me, that's just huge messaging out there for you know positive mindset and work ethic. Um, you know, And again, it's not to say that you wish that you would go through that again. I mean, I'm sure that that was wow. a really trying time, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the, the biggest thing through that is like, you know, you might be out there listening and like you're, you're struggling through this COVID thing that we're going through, right? Maybe you didn't have any savings because you thought that the amazing market was going to last forever, right? Mm -hmm. And hey, we'll probably get through this. You know, we will. We're right. going to get through this. Uh, no but maybe, maybe that, you know, you just now your world's been rocked because you had escrows fall apart or whatever it is. Like, listen, mm -hmm. okay, now use that as a learning experience you know, focus on, you know, getting your savings up and, and hustling through it. And right. It's, I think that's the biggest point is like, did you learn from your mistakes? Did you learn from these challenges or are you just going to be bound to repeat them over and over again? And so for us, I, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I just, I don't like pain. So I'm going to try to figure this stuff out as quick as possible. Good man, Ken. And, and you're a pretty smart guy. I got to say that. So the, at the end of the day, I mean, everything that you're saying is resonating with myself, but in the audience, I know it for sure. Um, so let's go to a softer question. And this one, you being a movie buff, such as myself and so yep. many other people out there, um, I actually throw this around quite a bit. We don't have a time machine. We're not Doc Brown. However, when I did watch your video, which again, everybody please watch that video. It is awesome. I mean, the stuff in this guy's office is incredible. But um, when it comes down to it, I saw a hoverboard and then I saw yep. the um, almanac. So yeah. if anybody is, an, is what I call a nerd in a good way, when it comes yeah, yeah. to film, uh, really, yep. really great stuff. I don't mean to digress, but if you did have a time machine, Ken, like Doc Brown, and you could travel back in time to any time frame, any age range of your life, and give your younger self a piece of advice or two, not necessarily to change anything, but to really just advise yourself somehow, some form. What would you say to your younger self? 
I would have said, um, go back to 17. And I would say that you need to slow down and stop chasing the dollars and focus more on being more education-based and experience-based uh, instead of just chasing dollars. I think at the time and in high school, I was so um, hurry up to get out of this socioeconomical level that I was at to get to a better level. Like I knew I was destined to do more and bigger um, that I just did whatever I could to make money instead Mm. of like slowing down, experiencing life, appreciating the journey more, all of that. And so if I had to go back and it's something that I'm teaching my kids now is just like, listen, you're 10, you know, appreciate being 10, (laughs) you know, Uh, there's no reason to have to try to run off and go do something. And so, yeah, I wish I would have enjoyed the ride a little bit more. I wish I would have um, focused on just experiencing more of life instead of just chasing the dollar. And Mm -hmm. so now I'm 34 and I'm I'm learning that lesson and I am starting to slow down and appreciate the journey. And so uh, it's never too late, but that would be my my biggest piece of advice. Wow. I mean, I think that that's, uh, that's huge. And for everybody who's watching and listening, myself included, when you're breaking that down and a message, we can't travel back in time, at least unless you have a time machine in your garage. I mean, I don't know if you have a DeLorean <laughs> no, out there. I but, don't. Not, not, but, yeah, not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but uh, I think that when we're talking about it, the advice cannot be exchanged to our past, but it can be exchanged right now. We can be thinking sure. about these things. So as you're saying to, to reflect into your children, um, and to yourself, anybody who's watching or listening, they can really focus on the now. Look, it's it's money is is a wonderful thing, and the more we make, the more we can give and support and and all that. It's it's. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's not the number one goal. And and I think that there's so many of us entrepreneurs, or business professionals, especially real estate professionals, that are turning into this. Um, it's it, it. That's a scorecard in a way, right? So yeah. I think yeah. that look at life as you know. Okay, money or or financial success can be a level of scorecards, but there's also health, there's spirituality, um, there's relationships. Those are all scorecards yeah. too. Huge. So I, I think that that balance and thought process, I think, is beautiful. But the way that you mentioned it is great, Ken, and and I appreciate you saying it because when it comes from a a true professional, I think people tend to listen. They say, okay, sure. well, this guy's done a few things and you know, he's walked the talk. Let, let, let me hear what he's got to say. So that's why everybody's yeah, yeah. here. Uh, you right. know, and I, I appreciate that for sure. It's, it's great stuff. Um, now let's go to the next portion into here. And this is actually the secondary crowd pleaser, if you will. It's the feeding in the mind question. So everybody wants to know what the Titans are doing to feed their minds. It, when it comes down to books you're reading or have read, um, influencers or coaches uh, that might be on social media or, or personal engagements, uh, mastermind groups, or if it ends up being conferences that, that you, you know, attend that you enjoy, how are you feeding your mind, Ken? Yeah, I think, so I try not to listen to too much, um, you know, news radio or any of that kind of stuff. Um, I used to be a huge news radio junkie. And at the end of the day, for me, I had to put all that stuff aside and focus wow. in on, on growth. And so for me, it's um, bigger pockets is really big. Like I love, I love bigger pockets yeah. um, podcasts in general are right. I, I'm a big fan of um, in terms of like who I'm reading. Um, Ryan holiday has been like my favorite. I kind of have his books on rotation. Uh, okay. So he wrote ego is the enemy. The obstacle mm-hmm. is the way uh, there's a lot of really, really good like mindset stuff that he puts out. Okay. Uh, and then in terms of real estate, uh, the Tom Ferry is kind of, uh, Tom Ferry and Gary Keller are my, my gurus, if you will. So, okay. uh, I, I dig into their stuff quite a bit. Love it. And, and again, there, there's a, there's a big mix into there, but you're constantly feeding your mind in different ways and going through formulas. I, I want to type into, um, a slightly uh, nerdier portion, and this is completely off the the norm, but you know, since you are a movie guy, such as myself, and yeah. if you could list out, I know that this is probably going to be one of the hardest questions, uh, or maybe <laughs> not, but if you could list off, I would say, let's just say 
three of your all-time absolute favorite films. And, and when you talk about films, because I know you're a Star Wars guy, um, not necessarily listing one in particular, but you could list off a franchise and go through. But just give everybody an idea of what you're feeding your mind film-wise. Oh, um, man. Uh, no, this so, is off the cuff. Uh, so this no, is no, no, no. Like, one, one of my favorites um, is actually Ready Player One. And okay. uh, if you haven't, have you seen it? I have, I have. Okay, so I, because it's got so much nostalgia and it's got all of the different genres kind of uh, wrapped up into it. But um, that, or uh, obviously the, the Avengers series, I, like I can binge all 20 films, no problem. <laughs> um, awesome. But um, <laughs> I do see the Captain uh, America shield there. I don't Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then like, awesome. a couple of these guys are here, but yeah, yeah for okay. sure. So. Uh, yeah, probably those those ones right there are okay. my favorites. Yeah. Those are good. Those are good. There's no doubt. And I, I think that, uh, you know, when it gets engagement out there, and I do want to say anybody who's watching or listening to this, please put out your favorite franchises, movies, that sort of thing, because this is something that very rarely do I get to speak with a Titan about because I not everybody's in the film. Not everybody really. Oh, yeah. Not on that. So it's really cool to find a kindred spirit. But Ken, <laughs> it's been uh, absolutely phenomenal and fantastic, really just diving deep into you, really understanding who you are, what you do, and why you do it, um, and some phenomenal takeaways for everybody to use right off the bat. I do want to wrap everything up, though, with a final question. Uh, this ends sure. up being a quote or mantra that sums you up as a man, as a professional, what's that look like for you? Um, so most recently it's been uh, Memento Mori, which is basically that we all uh, are going to die. And that's actually a good thing, mm -hmm. right? That's uh, right. like, it's basically live every day as if it was your last, live every day that uh, you're living it on purpose because we all kind of end up with the same fate. And so that's kind of been my, uh, my mantra as of late. Wow, love it. And again, that's uh, further inspiration and motivation for everybody out there to taking that to heart, really understanding that, you know, our, everyone's days are numbered and, and time is the most valuable commodity. And I think that, you know, being intentional with the people we spend it with and what we're doing and leaving in a mark in our world, um, I think is fantastic. So I love what you said, uh, Ken. And again, it's an absolute honor. I, I need to make you an official real estate titan, my friend. So you are. Yeah, you. So uh, yes, thank, thank you thank so much you. again for your time. And um, everybody, thank you so much as always for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, you know, if you like here what we're doing with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like, support, subscribe, that whole nine. Um, I just want to give our shout out uh, to our quick sponsor here, Linebolt Media. If you're looking to grow and scale your business digitally uh, with the latest and greatest when it comes to technology for real estate professionals, visit Linebolt mindboltmedia.com. We are live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.